0: Welcome to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of Books Off the Beaten Path. This is a podcast for our readers, to get to know the authors of our books and look between the pages and behind the scenes. Plus, at the start of each month, we will offer readers a limited time code for a discount on the featured book. Your hosts are the co-owners and managing editors of Mount Zion Ridge Press. Welcome listeners. We're so glad you're back with us for another fun interview with one of our Mount Zion Ridge Press authors. I'm Michelle Levine, one of the guilty parties. And here's my partner, Tamara Lynn Craft. And we're going to be talking with Penny Frost McGinnis with her new book. Okay, this is Penny's third book with us. And this time she's going to switch things up instead of Inspirational romance set on an island in Lake
1: Erie. She's got a devotional for us. Annie is the author of Home Where She Belongs and Home Away From Home. The first and second book in the Abbott Island series where uh, the characters live on an island with a lighthouse in Lake Erie. Uh, She and her husband love to visit Lake Erie every chance they get. And she adores her family and her dog and dark chocolate. Her life goal is to encourage and uplift through her writing as she pins romances with a dash of mystery and a promise of hope. And Penny's book is called Hope for Today's Heart, Reflections on God's Creation. And it's a devotional. So tell us about your new book, baby,
2: Penny. Okay, Uh, my collection is 40 devotions that have sparked by my time hiking in the woods, sitting by the water, and tending my tiny flower garden. Each day includes scripture, a snapshot of God's creation, and wisdom that I've gleaned by connecting with God in the natural world. And there's also going to be a page for the reader's thoughts. So the book has come from many years of being an outdoor person and just loving on nature and God's creation. Well, as your editor,
0: I'm not biased at all, but this is a lovely book to edit. Well, thank you. Just uh, making me long for spring. So you, you mentioned, you know, that your the book has come from years of your thoughts wandering through nature and tending your garden. But are there any specific life experiences, maybe, that you'd like to discuss that inspired some of your
2: your thoughts of the devotionals? Yes. As a matter of fact, um, I grew up on five acres in the country, and it was like paradise for a kid. Um, I was able to tromp through the woods. We had a pond, and I would go out there and sit and watch the frogs and all the creatures that dwelled there. And I played in a creek across the road from us. There was a little woods with a creek in it, and my neighbor friends and cousin and I always went over there and tried to knock each other off of the logs, you know, that sort of thing, as we tried to climb over it and we I roamed the fields uh we'd go out and just play and just enjoy it there was also really close to the house there was a grove of trees and the grass underneath those trees was so soft it was different from any other grass that I encountered and I just thought it was kind of magical I don't know a little crazy I guess but I was just a little kid so I would play out there and and um build little houses and, you know, for little creatures and all that. But along the way, as I got older and I grew up, I realized that I connected to God the most when I was outside exploring nature. And I still just love to hike in the woods. I don't do the kind of hiking I would like to do anymore. Um, As a matter of fact, I was at my daughter's who lives in South Carolina not too long ago, and we all were hiking up a mountain. We did not realize how steep the mountain was, and bless his heart, my 13-year-old grandson would wait on me every so many feet <laughs> until I could get up a little bit farther oh. each time, and then he helped me down, but at the top, there was a beautiful waterfall, and that was just, delight. it was worth the hike. Worth so the I hike. enjoyed <laughs> that, yeah, and then, as you mentioned, I love to go to Lake Erie, and I just like to sit by the water, just sit on a rock, not move, just watch the water, listen to it, and just it's when I saw the ocean the first time, it was just amazing to me because to me it represented God's power and, and what he could do in our lives and what he has already done as a gift to us with all the beauty of, of the natural world. And you can tell this really works on my heart because I, I absolutely love it. I love being outside. And I have a postage stamp-sized flower garden, and I do like to work out there a little bit. And, and I'm thankful it's small because I can't do the kind of stuff I used to do. But, but I can still get my hands in the dirt. And that's, that's where I feel the closest to God.
1: I know what it's like to live on a lot of land. I grew up on a couple of acres and with woods all over and farms. And uh, now I live on 24 acres. So it's oh, that's awesome. It is wonderful to tramps all over with my dog. and. The acreage, so it's it's really beautiful. But why did you decide to write a devotional about nature? It's obvious you love it, but I why? <laughs> devotional?
2: Well, when I started writing devotions for my blog, I tended to write a lot of them about the natural world and and about God and the connection there. And because of my love for God and the beauty that He's given us, I wanted to share that with others who might also connect to God in the same way. Um, I have a lot of friends who enjoy nature like I do. Um, all my family members do, especially my kids. When I started my devotion many years ago or my devotion, my blog many years ago, I started it because of my children. And growing up, they had walked through the woods with me. And, you know, we had done a lot of things outside. I was always the mom that like, oh, there's a rainbow or oh, look at that flower. And I'd identify everything as we walked along. And they were like, oh, mom, here we go again. But I will tell you to this day, all three of my daughters do the same thing. And I love it. And my one daughter will even uh, send me a text message. Mom, there's a rainbow outside. So, so, so a lot of it had to do with with um, writing to inspire my children and hopefully leave a legacy for my grandchildren. Plus, I wanted to share the beauty that I find in every day. We have so much negative that we face in the world, and I just want to bring the beauty for you know before people and and have them sit down for a minute and enjoy it and maybe just get away from the noise of the world and relax and encourage them to go outside too. You don't have to go to the mountains or the ocean to find joy in creation because it surrounds us everywhere. I've often said I I don't understand how someone can't believe in God with all the amazing stuff around us. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> so getting off a little bit away from that, um, you talk about your inspiration, but what did you learn along the way during the, the writing? You mentioned these started out as your blog posts. Mm-hmm. So it was a long it was a long process. Was there anything you you learned along the way? Anything that surprised you
2: maybe? Well, this being my first devotional that I put together, that had a learning curve in itself <laughs> because I had to figure out how that all worked and to be able to take them from my blog and then of course rewrite many of them because some of them were pretty short, some of them were many years ago before I had a clue what I was doing. So I would rewrite them and then putting them together to make sense, uh, that was a bit of a learning curve. Um, it's a lot different than writing a novel, um, but in some ways it was easier because there was somewhat of a formula. Once I got the first one done, then I then I could go on to the next one and be like, okay, that's that's how this goes. Uh, so that helped. And I did enjoy finding an order for them because I wanted to include all four seasons since Ohio is seasonal and and make sense of that. And then make them connect to the scripture. Wanted to make sure that that they were well grounded in into uh, what the Bible spoke of. So, yeah, I don't know that I really had too much challenge, but it was some work. And any time I've read a devotional, I like the ones, I like shorter devotions. And I like the ones that tell a story and then connect it to scripture. So that's what I was trying to do. That's great. <laughs> did it take you to write this book penny as far as pulling together the actual devotions i would say maybe 18 months but i was trying to do it in between writing novels so i'm not sure exactly how long it was because i would do a little bit and then stop and work on the novel and get it to a certain point and then take a break and write the devotions so that way the novel could sit there until I got back to it to read it. So I'm thinking maybe 18 months, but I've been gathering the experience, the reflection, the information for many, many years. Um, so I feel like it's been inside me since I was young and, and that it finally got to come out. And I will tell you, there's a there was a, one of my people I well I met her in person cuz she was my sister's neighbor but she also followed me on facebook and on my blog and she loves my devotions and she has encouraged me for probably 6 or 7 years to to put some kind of devotional together so so it's it's been percolating for a long time <laughs> it's a long process
0: but sometimes that's the the best one yeah yeah you know, for you've sure. got to follow the format that works, right? Right.
2: And I tend to be, like I said, the word percolate. That's what I tend mm-hmm. to do with everything I write. It's in my head for could be a long, long time, or at least a week on some of my devotions. Because I do write a devotion, a new devotion on my blog every week, and then on uh, once a week I do that, and then once a week I share a little, a photo, and a some kind of little scripture and wording about that that's just really a brief thing but but i post twice a week on my blog so
1: can, that, can tell us the
2: name of your blog and where can. you could find it it's it's hope for today's heart is the name of it and it's at pennyfrostmcginnis.com so it's basically my name dot com no spaces no dots in between oh so i tried to make it simple And her last name is spelled
1: M-C-G-I-N-N-I-S.
2: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) Should we mention the inside joke?
2: (laughs) I don't know.
0: I I love my
2: editor, but (laughs) she can not tell my name. (laughs) I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) Okay, back to the serious stuff. So we've been talking about the process and maybe drawn out over a long period of time, you know, coming along gradually as, as the inspirations, maybe you weren't totally aware, but were there any, any roadblocks along the way to getting these devotions down or maybe the opposite? There was some, something pushing you, some pressure saying you've got to get this written down before you
2: lose it. Well, I do feel that way that I need to get it written down because if I don't, it will be gone as many writers will probably say, but so I do do that. But like I said, exploring natures, I've been doing that for years and I've always enjoyed science, particularly learning about plants, photosynthesis, the whole process of how they grow. And for a while, I was actually challenged because I liked science. People didn't think that connected with church. Uh, Some folks thought I couldn't reconcile the Bible and science, but I know better because I know who created science. God is the one who did it. And I believe and trust that God created everything with a purpose. I mean, I was in my daughter, I volunteered my daughter's first grade class and they did the caterpillar thing where they, they got to watch it make a chrysalis. And then we got to let the butterflies go. And I happened to be there the day that they got to let them go. And I watched something like that and it's just Fascinating. I mean, you think about the intricacy of everything God has made, and his imagination is way beyond our comprehension. And and I want to soak in as much of that as I can. Also, I grew up in the 70s when there was a big emphasis on ecology and embracing the natural world. And I love that. That was right up my alley. But I also had to remind myself that as a believer in the truth of the Bible, that I worship the one who created instead of worshiping the creator, the, the what is created. So I worship God rather than nature. And, and I think sometimes we have to explain that because as much as I love nature, I don't worship the natural world. I worship God who created the natural world, if that makes sense. So as I put the devotional together, I could feel some pushback, maybe in the form of doubt a little bit from the one who doesn't want us trusting in God and the things he's made but through prayer um, he was shoved out of the way and my devotional got finished so so you know there's I think there's roadblocks and um, doubts behind pretty much everything that I write and maybe most writers feel that way but but I knew that this was something that that I was called to do and and called to write
0: and we're glad you did
2: yes we're we glad we're glad to add that. it to our to our list I appreciate that
1: i love how you say how science and and uh creation god go together uh always felt that i i remember once on facebook somebody challenged me to prove that god created the universe and i was surprised using only science how easy it was
2: Right. <laughs> but awesome. the,
1: but people who say stuff like that, they don't want to believe that because the response I got was, well, science might change. <laughs> but God doesn't. So No, He does not. So I, I love that you you connected the two. I think that's so awesome. Well, we're going to have to stop temporarily. This
0: is the end of part one of you with Penny. And for our listeners. If you're interested in getting Penny's book, either in ebook or print, if you use the code CREATION, all, all capital letters, it's you get a dollar off ebook or print book at the Mount Zion Ridge Press site through the end of June, the word CREATION. And we will say temporarily goodbye until the next episode of the podcast. Make sure you come back and listen. Thanks for listening to Books on the Ridge, a production of Mount Zion Ridge Press, home of Books Off the Beaten Path. Check our website, www.mountzionridgepress.com for more information. Please consider subscribing to support this podcast, plus receive regular updates and more discounts as our way of saying thanks. Please come back next week for the second part of our chat thanks for listening. We hope you had a good time. We certainly did.